This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Polly, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm real good. Um, <clears throat> been having a lot of snacks this weekend. I yes. <laughs> so, folks, if you don't know, Polly has a TikTok now. And he's really just become unbearable. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Uh, it's it's not good content, but you should you should follow him anyway. Give it the handle, Polly. Uh, actually, it's at Polly Cupcakes. The other uh, social I have is at Cupcake Polly. I don't know why I did that, but my TikTok is at Polly Cupcakes, and I've got two videos up so far. Um, I'm still learning, so. Don't don't uh, don't judge too harshly. <laughs> so we talked earlier about in earlier episodes about how like the the TikTok creators have gone gotten in my opinion a lot better, uh, and the 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 program itself the TikTok program itself provides like a really good um, I guess like editing ability and and stuff that you can do. Paul, you are not one of those good content creators. <laughs> No, and I don't think it lets you change the camera, like, on a Snapchat video. You can, like, switch from looking at your face to looking out, like, mid-video. Oh, yes, because I saw you trying to do that. Yeah, so, Um, but it looks like if you record and then take your thumb off of it and then push, like, it, it lets you just, like, pause yeah and continue so right i'm gonna have to work with that yeah like if you stop touching it you can it'll like stop taking footage and then you can push it again right and record there whereas like on snapchat once you take your thumb off you're done right that's a snap right yeah so um um, (laughs) you know there might be a snack time available when we're done recording because Oh, we got a nice little meal coming up tonight. So, well, let's not. I mean, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. It's not done yet. So, yeah, maybe if right. if, if you don't see a TikTok available from uh, on Monday morning, a new <laughs> one. Well, then that's because we didn't do what I just said we might do. <laughs> we ordered pizza because the meal sucked. <laughs> just kidding. I'm cooking. Everything's going to be amazing. It's going to be probably the best shit you've ever had. But. Uh, speaking of which, I guess we should probably just uh, crack some open and, um, you know, get this thing popping, right? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. We have a pretty awesome yet short episode, I think, for you today. Not a lot of news is happening. You know, we're kind of in the uh, the doldrums of the off season. Who, who would have known that we'd be saying that in this climate when... The off season's what, like two months long? Yeah, and uh, man, it just feels so weird being November first, and there's no hockey news. It is, it is a, a brave new world, Polly. A brave is. new world, I will say that. Um, yeah, I don't. I just know that like seasonal depression usually hits me right now, and I'm feeling that, but. 
and hockey usually brings me out of it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess around, I mean, we would be full-fledged season. We would be a month in, right? Yeah. About a month in. Yeah, it normally starts like October 8th, 9th. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess we're just going to need to wait for a little bit, and then it'll be our Christmas present for hockey to come back, or at least for the NHL. Hopefully. Yeah, and you know what? We're not even going to fucking speculate on that. Well, because... speaking of the the time, sorry. No, go. go. Um, the AHL thinks they're going to start February 5th now. Which, if... If the NHL starts January 1st, that's a pretty solid, that's generally how it would go, right? The minor leagues generally start about a month after. Yeah. It's like NHL, AHL, and shortly thereafter, ECHL gets going. At least a couple weeks. Right. So, I'm thinking the NHL probably has a date that they want, they just haven't made public, and they're probably communicating that. To the minor leagues, so they can make their plans. Right. So, uh, and I hope you're right because that that spells you know good things for us for for us as NHL fans, right? Because that means that there's a date picked and they're probably going to stick to it. Now, what that season looks like, who the fuck knows? What the divisions look like? Uh, there's been talk about Canada. That you know, thank God the elections are going to be over this month or like in next week. Right. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, dude. Don't even fucking go there. We're not. <laughs> it's not a political yeah. podcast, though. We are the the representatives of the the world's most powerful city. Um, I will say this. You know, if you haven't voted, folks, go out and get out there and vote. Yeah, if you're uh, in the United States, because uh, I think that that is literally your only voice. You have no voice. You are literally a cog of the machine that is known as the United States. So uh, you're already a fucking piece of shit. This is the only real kind of semblance of a voice that you have. You might as well exercise it. Um, And that's my Go America speech. (laughs) Yeah. You are a nameless ant in the colony of America. I wouldn't even put you as high thinking as an ant. You are less. You're more just like a speck of dust that is blowing in the wind. That is that is the uh, and the wind blowers are the people who actually have real power and money in this country. You're a fucking piece of shit. And uh, you know, five stars only. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. Call it. Call it a day. Um. Uh, sorry, that sounded really shitty and pessimistic, but at the same time, I'm not some weird conspiracy theorist. I just, uh, I just, you know, that's just my take on the things. Um, anyways, no, actually, I was just oh, real quick. It's yeah, funny yeah. you use that analogy because it just popped the song dust in the wind in my head. Exactly. And it's like, Oh my God, it's all making sense. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just listen to that song and you will know what you are. Um, moving on, you got something here about the hockey hall of fame. Yeah. So just like the all-star game and winter classic, this will be delayed. They are not going to have, um, a class this year. 
They're going to uh, delay it until November tw- uh, November 2021. Um, they announced on August 10th that the, the uh, induction ceremony and celebration that was scheduled for mid-November has been postponed. So they're probably, you know, they got to worry about having the this year's celebration and then they'll do the next class. So um, this upcoming calendar year, like uh, they're not going to induct a class. What do you, wait, 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 what? All right. So this, this upcoming calendar year as in 2020. Yeah. Or- so they're, they're not, they're delaying the ceremony for this year's like Hosa and those guys. Okay, right. So that's delayed and they are not voting for new members next year. So like the oh, way, okay. the way Until it November. seems next, next November, they're going to honor the people who were just inducted. Ah, uh, so there will be no 2020 inductee class. Okay. I see what you're saying. No, 2021. 2021. Yeah. Okay. So, the guys who are first ballot eligible are going to have to wait. Interesting. I That doesn't make sense to me. Why? Why would they not? Well, maybe they don't want to vote if they can't hold their little ceremony. <laughs> All right. The Hall of Fame's fucking rigged anyways. But uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Because generally, when would the... Fu- I don't even know. I, I, this is how... Well, the... The celebration was supposed to be mid-November. Oh, okay. So that was when they were going to do their big shebang. And then Hosa and all those guys that were voted in, that we already know were voted in, would get their medals and, and, you know, get, you know, their balls touched and their asses slapped and then like, hey, you're you're a Hall of Famer now. And then November 21st, it would be like, then they would vote. Through between now and November twenty November twenty twenty one, again, yeah, and then induct those people. So basically, November, next they, November they pushed everything back a year. Right, right, right. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, really, it just shows that all of the extras and the pizzazz aren't going to happen. Right, right. No All Star Game. No Winter Classic. No Hall of Fame celebration. They're just. Down to business hockey. Right. It's like the last season of Game of Thrones. Yes. Literally the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Just straight up game of efficiency, right, Polly? Well, I, the first half of season seven, season, season seven was good. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Downhill from there. Um. <laughs> anyways, oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to expound on that because you've been, You've been watching it for the third fucking time. Yeah, I have half of the final episode left. Just fucking turn it off. Just don't even go back. Just don't even watch it. There's literally nothing good about it. I know, but I just have to to say I did. Okay, fine. Um, Well, Rick Bonus agrees to a two-year contract to return as the coach of the Dallas Stars on Thursday. Duh. I mean, if you don't give this fucking guy at least two years, you're off your fucking rocker. Coach contracts are stupid anyways. You can eliminate them or drop them at any point. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> it's more of just a show, like a, a, you know, a dog and pony show of, of what 
is the plan of the club as if they really have a fucking solid one, right? If any NHL club, it's like, Oh, we have, we have faith in this guy. He gave us, he got us to the cup. Uh, we'll just give him two more years, which seems to be the the right option because the caps got the best coach on free agency. Yeah. And you know, the, there's probably two GMs who I can think of seem to really have their shit together. And that's one Joe Sackick. He's, he's ruthless. Yeah. He he uses people during their best years and then gets rid of them before he has to pay them. Sure. Um. And Steve Steve Y Stevie Y, he yeah. he built that cup team. What about Lamarillo? Who has Barry Trotz? True. <laughs> yeah. Grumpy um, old man would not agree, but yeah. Well, I think the only thing he likes about the team is that it's the team. Yeah. He doesn't like any of the other details. Right. He's. Grumpy old man still stuck in like the eighties when when the Islanders were actually relevant. So you know, yeah. is that even the eighties? Probably earlier than that, the seventies. I think it spilled into the eighties. Yeah, and by spill we mean accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, speaking of Dallas, Tyler Sagan's surgery to repair a torn labrum in his hip has been delayed. Uh, he could be out for another month. Uh, of the NHL season if it starts as planned on January 1st to 2021. Yeah. That sucks, I guess. Uh, I've I've seen so many reports about how banged up the Dallas Stars were going into the final. Now, and a lot of them by Stars. You know, Jamie Ben Sagan, you know, I don't know if Radulov had anything, but you know what I mean, right? Like a, a lot, like basically they were just an ambulance running around. Do you really think that those guys being healthy would have been able to put up a better fight against Tampa Bay? No, I think they performed the best they could have. Yeah. And it's not like Tampa Bay didn't have their own injuries to deal with. That's true. I'm just wondering, like, if a fully healthy Dallas... You know, you always wonder, right? That's the whole point of the... It seems like the team that loses the cup is always sent... Or who is who is get who's taken a bad beat when they have uh, the opportunity to release a lengthy injury list. Uh, like our guys had to play through this, this, and this, they, they do it right. Like the team that got beat in seven, who's, you know, went to the conference finals and played their hearts out. They generally aren't releasing like the craziest insane, you know, everybody needs surgery. Everybody's fucking gimped up. But, uh, you know, you look at the stars and you're like, oh, okay, well, you just lost the cup. You were overperforming anyways. And here's your injury list. I don't know if it's a pity ploy, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and the it doesn't seem often like the winner of the cup releases this list. Right, right. And because it, it's like, we don't give a fuck. We got the cup. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, best of luck. Uh, torn labor in your hip, that's got to be devastating, man. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, players could come back and not be the same after that surgery. That's for sure. So we wish old Tyler the um, the best of luck. What do you think about Dallas's new blackout jersey? Bro, so I fucking like them. Me I'm, too. I really like them. And I don't. Because they look like douchebag roller hockey jerseys, which yeah. I hate. I hate roller hockey's 
culture and players and everything else. You know, you always know you always know when a roller hockey player comes to play uh, ice hockey when they're doing like ridiculous spinorama moves fifteen feet away from any other player. Yeah, and their head is always on the ice. Right, and they're like dragging one foot behind them because they can't fucking skate on ice. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's like, all right, dude, like you just crossed the blue line and everybody was completely out of position and you did a spinorama. Like, why? <laughs> why? What the fuck was that? This is all so accurate. Yeah, Um. so, you know, I and I play roller hockey. Like, I don't mind playing. I don't, and... In high school, I played roller hockey. Uh, I'll say at that point in my career, it was uh, so much easier than playing ice hockey. Like, night and day easier. Like, I was a plug on my ice hockey team, but I was like an all-star on the roller hockey team. Should have stayed. Should have stayed with the roller game. Could have had a a really illustrious career, you know, running the uh, pro roller hockey circuit. In uh, outside DC, I guess, and that would have been what, like traveling around like the fucking globetrotters, punching dudes in the face. Because back then, pro roller hockey was full contact. Yeah, I know there was a uh, there was one traveling league in the Virginia area. Yeah, yeah, it was like four or five teams, and it was just, just gladiators. Yeah, <laughs> it was full contact roller hockey, and by full contact, I mean extra. Context. Right, and the poster, I, I never went to a game, but the poster that I saw was, and the, the, the rink I played in was amazing, air-conditioned, uh, incredible surface, and had just, I mean, it was like skating on ice, dude, it was NHL size, but there were no stands, so like when, uh, there was a mezzanine area. Well, at least they're self-aware. Right, exactly, so like... They probably could have only packed in like a couple hundred people at the most. Mm-hmm. It was it was called uh Oh fuck. Splash and play. Fucking splash and play, Fairfax County, baby. Let's go. And uh they had a go-kart track, never went on it. Had a water park, never went on it. I was straight up roller hockey there. Oh man, you sound cool. <laughs> no, because now I'm like, because I went back and now it's like fucking parking lots for some, probably some fucking shit ass tech company. They just took the building over and built like a big fucking building. So the pool's gone. Everything is literally gone. Man. Yeah. A race in history. I know. Bastards. <laughs> that was a fucking tangent. Um, Speaking of which though, I love, I love the Stars Blackout jersey. The, the neon green. You know what? I'm just glad that people are just done recycling old bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. The stars have taken a step to something new. You know, everywhere you see things, people trying to get back to the time when they are more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and throwback seems to be the most common alternate jersey. Right, like in hockey, in Hollywood, in politics, you know, just everybody's trying to go back. No, you need to go forward and this sweet blackout jersey is the way. Yeah, I I love them. Uh, it does look like a highlighter, but I don't bother. I'm not bothered by that at all. No, I like it. I think it's cool. Because think about that shit in a black light coming out. like You know, like with the fucking Pantera in the background. Yeah. Fucking shit's sweet, dude. Um, I, I like it. 
and I can't wait to see him on the ice. Yeah, same. I'm. I already like their all green. I think right. it, I think it looks so good. Um, actually, my wife made fun of me a couple times because I just kept commenting on how much I liked their all green and Tampa's all blue. Fair. She was like, "Yeah, I know you like the jerseys." Yeah, I guess I said it a lot. Yeah, well, maybe you should buy him one there, wifey. Well, I don't like him that much. <laughs> that would be a good prank gift, like a $200 yeah, Dallas Stars jersey. <laughs> those are the kind of pranks I do. Just blow 200 bucks. It's the life I live. <laughs> All right, and a little bit, something a little bit heavier, uh, and we actually talked about this on the Kingsden podcast, which will be coming out today. Uh, we did a bit of a guest spot for old Jordy Cunningham. Shout out the Kingsden podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, you know, always good to talk to the fellow hosts. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's by far his best episode yet. Oh, leaps and bounds above the rest. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just something about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just there's something there's some vibe going on there. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Check it out. Check it out. www.thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Does anybody still do www. What do you mean? We do. What are you talking about? I mean, like when you type in a website, do you still do www? It depends. I almost never. Right. Okay. I almost never do either. But it's like, I was trying to be very specific, Polly. Well, yeah, I get you. Okay, the hockey podcast network dot com. There we go. Go to the King's Den. It's he's he's the only King's uh, podcast on there. Check him out. You'll love it. We're on it. You'll love it. Um, but something we talked about was the the Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, and that renounced rights to the fourth round pick Mitchell Miller. So he went like hundred and eleventh or something overall. I think is what what it was. Um. Also, North Dakota has taken him off the roster. Uh, he's permitted to attend school per NCAA regulations for the year, yeah, for the rest of the year. he's protected for one school year. Right, with his scholarship intact. Yes, um, and which, you know, I don't think they'll kick him out of school, but he'll just have to pay. Pay, right. Um, and North Dakota said it was not connected to... Arizona's decision, which I think is bullshit, but, uh, what? yeah, yeah. No, like I, obviously I, they did it because Arizona did, but, right. uh, either way they probably did the right thing. I mean, they did the right thing. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully this kid can look go internally, do some, do some, go soul. get fucked. Yeah. Fuck him. Do he can go souls. get fucked. Okay. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Like, okay, so initially, and, and if you hear the interview, because I didn't do much research, I was like, I can't really speak much on it in the King's Den interview, but I read into it and fuck this kid. Well, it's on our Twitter and Hol- Hockey Trolls Twitter. If you want to see the article, he did some terrible things. Right. Um, well, let's talk about it. And the the kids, the, the his victim's name was Isaiah, uh, and I his, it's a... Uh, his last name escapes me, but, uh, you know, kid was black and he like said all sorts of racist stuff to him. And not only that, but the, he also was, uh, Isaiah was, uh, you know, had at the time that he was being victimized by 
Mitchell Miller, he had the mental capacity, and this is by his mom, of a 10-year-old. So he was, you know, uh, mentally disabled. And it makes it sound like it was when he was like 13 to 16 that it happened. Yeah, basically like through his high school years, it sounded like. Yeah. And the pinnacle of it all was when Mitchell Miller decided to take a hard candy and rub it on a urinal and make this kid eat it or lick it. Yeah. Uh, you know, this dude's a fucking psychopath, man. Like, I've seen bullying similar to this, like, when it gets physical and all, all sorts of shit, but this is kind of, I mean, oof. It, it's rough. I, uh, I almost want him to get to play hockey somewhere so that, that someone can legally yeah. hurt him. Right. In a way that you're allowed to in hockey, but not on the street. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, and apparently he's, you know, here's the thing. I would be happy to see this motherfucker never play hockey again. Ever. Anywhere. Um, The worst part about this whole thing was that he never apologized to the, like, the, the other kid who was involved in the bullying especially for this one incident of the hard candy, apparently apologized, tear felt to the parents, you know, all that. This mother, this other fucking shit bag apparently did not, uh, this, this Mitchell Miller did not, um, apologize at all to the family yeah. or to Isaiah. Uh, what the fuck? I mean, empty, pro- empty apologies are empty apologies anyways, but apparently he, you know, he's over there like, I'm sorry to all these other clubs that are scouting him. And the thing is, is that, uh, I, and and the article that I, that I read was he, a lot of the scouts that interviewed him about it, he kind of just said like, yeah, it was dumb. I'm sorry about it. And it won't happen again. Like no real remorse. Like, I mean, this kid definitely needs his ass kicked. Right. Right. And we're not petitioning for violence, but you know, I'm I mean, not endorsing it. But I mean, I probably wouldn't condemn it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, like, if if I if I heard this dude's playing bum fuck Russia and somebody runs him through the fucking boards and he can't walk anymore, you know, I'd just be like, mm, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the video. Yeah, you got video of that shit. <laughs> um, you know, and I think. Everything you've said is terrible. And this, I'm not saying this is the worst part, but the part that probably gets to me the most is how much he mentally and physically manipulated him to make him think he was his friend. Because obviously, Isaiah. You mean Mitchell to Isaiah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Isaiah felt some kind of connection. Right. Um, because. He stuck around the kid, and I don't know if it's because Mitchell was a quote-unquote cool kid, and he was trying to fit in, so he he dealt with it, or if he just really thought Mitchell was his friend, and which makes me think Mitchell probably was gaslighting him, sure, all the time, or you know he'd say all the stuff, but no, man, I'm I'm just kidding, you know I love you, we're buddies, right, right, and just yeah, so that's uh. That sucks, and it's probably going to give Isaiah trust issues with friends moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that this there's some probably pretty permanent damage done to to Isaiah there, but 
yeah, I just, I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is at this point, and he's he's met the consequences. But the the big thing that also disappoints me is that the the Coyotes and North Dakota both fucking took chances on this dude, where he didn't deserve it. Yeah, they waited until there was Twitter outrage right. before they did the right thing. Until his mom had to come out and tweet the truth, basically, is what is how this news broke. Oh, his mom exposed him. I'm pretty sure that's how it came Are out. They, yeah. So either she had... Isaiah's adult. mother, sorry. Oh, Not yeah. Not Mitchell's okay, own okay, mother. Okay. I was gonna say, Mitchell's own mother is probably just as worse as this motherfucker. I was going to say, <laughs> if, if, if that's the case, she's got a really guilty conscience over it or something. Right. That would be even more damning. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, fuck this kid. Fuck Mitchell Miller. Dude can go pound rocks. I don't. I don't know. I mean... Not much else to say, uh, and shame on the the Coyotes who can't take a step forward because they literally can't get out of their own fucking way. Uh, yeah, they need to do something right. The only good thing that they have going is that they have like a decent social media program, I guess, with Biz Nasty. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which like that that is. Uh... <laughs> Possibly a negative at this point as well. Right. And uh, and then, you know, North Dakota, you know, fuck you too. Like, that's not a not a cool thing to do there. Uh, to give this kid a shot after you knew all this stuff. I mean, he was on, and like Jordy said, he was on several no draft lists. Like, I think just, it was like 18? Yeah. Like a ton of pro scouts said like, yeah, we're not touching this kid. He's a scumbag. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Fuck him. Uh, I hope he never plays hockey again. Uh, anywhere, really. Uh, you know, if I could, uh, he's probably pretty good. But if I could catch him and he's playing on our beer league team, I'd definitely take a couple runs at him and chirp the fuck out of him. Oh yeah, I'm sure you'd have some creative things to say. <laughs> hey man, what do you think the weather is like in Phoenix right now or Glendale? <laughs> yeah, pretty good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How's that job at Walmart treating you? Yeah. <laughs> It fucking sucks, doesn't it? Fuck, you didn't even finish college, did you, bud? Uh, he'll probably end up at a small school playing some club hockey. D3, that, yeah. I figured he'd go D3. Um, but I hope he doesn't go at all. I hope no team, I hope no team picks him up. Yeah. Uh, there, there will be someone desperate enough. I know, and that's the shame of it all, right? And. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that if he does get picked up and news comes out of it, people are going to be like, well, piling up, well, hockey culture, blah, 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 blah. But the the thing is that that would happen to anybody. It would. It would happen to any sport, I yeah. think. Other sports have plenty of assholes that still get to play. Athletes are people. There's, there's assholes everywhere. Just because right. you play a sport does not make you a good person at all. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we were talking before the pod, like, why are professional, you you said, why are professional athletes held to a higher standard? Yeah. Because they have a platform, I think, to sway people's opinion or at least inspire or incite certain things. Also, they should be held to a higher platform because they have the best jobs in the world. They get paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. And see to me <clears throat> look, that sounds like jealousy. 
I'm absolutely jealous. Are you fucking kidding me? If you were to say like, oh, hey, do you want to be an NHL player versus like, you know, what you do now? Yes. Yes, I would. Of course it's jealousy. But that doesn't sway my, I mean, that doesn't, I'm not doing it in spite of me being jealous of like pro athletes. And I would hope that I would have that type of sensibility as a pro athlete is like, dude, we get to play a fucking game for yeah. millions of dollars. Paul, you will never make that money in a year, right? Like I, yeah. you never make like 10 million a year. I hope you do. I hope you do. But, but I also don't have a skill that generates that type of profit. Fair. That's fair. But you're playing a game. Like, I mean, and, and I get there's freak athletes and stuff that that's awesome. And I get what you're saying that they're, they're the best at what they do. So I guess if you look at the best, if you're the best CEO in the world or the best manager in the world, you're probably making 10 million a year too. Right. Yeah. Or lots. Right. Uh, but you're, you're not as famous, right? Kids don't look up to you. I mean, you, you can't, nobody gives a flying fuck about the CEO that makes $10 million a year for some fortune 200 company, right? Nobody, nobody fucking knows who the fuck they even are. Yeah. But everybody knows who Ovechkin is. Everybody, they have a different social platform and you can't argue that. I No, I'm not arguing that. But I guess my thought is if... You know, if if your electrician comes into your house and you know that he was an asshole to kids in high school, you're not going to say, get the fuck out of here. You should be fired. That's not true. I think a lot of people would just suck it up and let the work get done. Okay, maybe. You might be right. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. You might be right. Um, But I've heard some bad shit about people that would work on my house and I wouldn't let them in. You've done that? Or yeah. Are you saying you would? Well, I wasn't called them. They've been like, hey, this guy's really good at what he does, but he's, you know, kind of a racist piece of shit. <laughs> like, I don't want him in my fucking house. Like, why the fuck? Look at me. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do? Like, start a fire in my fucking house? Because, you know, I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Maybe for you, it's a little different, though. Well, I mean, in that regard, it obviously right. affects you differently than me. Right, right. And, but, you know, I just... You do bring up a good point. Yeah, they probably still would. But it wouldn't be the amount of money that a pro... I mean, you know, you, you start putting more money behind a pro athlete and the social standing and everything. Like, they should be held to a different standard. Because, one, and I think it's kind of like a combination of what we said. They get paid millions of dollars to play a game. They're literally just for our entertainment. Like, that's what generates money. The money is they are our entertainment, right? Yeah. So part of their job is being in front of the public. And two, just the amount of money that they're making, right? And uh, I don't know if there was a three, but those (laughs) are the two reasons that I, those are the the two reasons that I'm feeling. Okay. I mean, you you have valid points. Um, (laughs) And I'm not saying that I disagree with what you're saying. I just think... You know, they're people, and it's not like just because they're superstars doesn't mean we should forget that they fuck up too. And we should not be the judge and jury and pass out the sentence for people because they've done fucked up shit. I'm not, 
Right. For well, Mitchell just Miller. clarify for everybody that you're not defending this I'm not back. defending Mitchell Miller. I'm <laughs> just saying if we look at this objectively as a whole, this this whole way of looking at athletes, maybe we could think, you know, maybe as a as a people, we need to internally reflect and be like maybe we should give people some more slack. Fair. And I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, to transition uh, about people having a hard time in yeah. the spotlight, Colin Wilson, he just released a long and insightful article. I haven't read it all yet. It's on the Players' Tribune. Uh, just type Colin Wilson into Twitter or Google and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And he talks about his mental health struggles, his struggles with addiction, um, how he hit rock bottom. Uh, it's a, like I said, I haven't read it all, but it's, it's a very open and honest thing that I, I recommend to people. And it's admirable that he would open up about it like that. That's cool, man. I mean, I think call, I think that the players Tribune's fucking awesome. Cause it's, you know, about as close to the athlete speaking freely as you can get. Uh, so yeah. Uh, you know that that's awesome. Check it out. Check it out at uh, theplayerstribune.com, and check out Colin Wilson's new article. I mean, there's a ton of good good content on there, especially with hockey players on the Ch- Players Tribune. So, you know, I hope that uh, Colin Wilson continues his recovery too. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty tough. Good stuff. Hey, um, click that link up there. Which one? The one. This one. The next one up. Oh, Jesus Christ, Paul. You know, you have a computer over there. Why? This why What's this should... link? It's talking about um, a trailblazer in hockey. Okay. So, uh, the first U.S.-born black player in league history. Uh, was it James? Was it Will? Uh, no. Scroll down. What's his full name? Val James. James. Um, so uh, they are the Sabres are honoring him uh, for being the first American born player of color in the NHL. That's cool. Well, the first black player. Yeah. First American black player. First American black player in November 1st, 1981. Yeah. That's so, pretty cool. That's. That's, you know, still a a time when I'm sure there were a lot of issues with that. Absolutely. And it looks like Buffalo will award 10 scholarships to the Sabres Learn to Play program in his honor. Um, And the team will work with the Sabres score ball hockey program to identify the the potential scholarship candidates. So that's that's really cool. That's awesome, man. I did not know this. Yeah, if you, you know, just look up Val James if you want to learn more about it. But, you know, he's a real trailblazer, like right. they said. Not many games in the NHL, but definitely broke the barrier there for yeah. everybody Yeah, I mean, else. getting there, that's right. That's what makes the difference. Absolutely. Awesome. So there's some uplifting news after we just totally tore down uh, douchebags and then... Uh, and then talked about Colin Wilson's mental and, and substance abuse problems. But, uh, yeah. 
Val James, Trailblazer. Good stuff. I guess we have to talk about something here. Uh, something that may be less than savory for you, uh, Caps fans. Yeah. And and that is the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. <laughs> so, the Tip of the Iceberg podcast is our rival little sister podcast. And I say rivalry loosely because I don't think they've ever beat us ever. Not once. Not even, not even close. Not never. even, never no. once. They've never, never beat us. Never in the second round. Right. <laughs> um, the, uh, Nick Horwat, Nick Berlansky, two great hosts. I, you know, I say all this stuff, but the, uh, at Ice, Iceberg Podcast on Twitter, you can check them out. They're both really good hosts. They cover the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're a little bit younger than us. Mm-hmm. So they have like a kind of like a new age look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um we've been on each other's yeah, podcasts. Yes, you would have heard uh us do content before. I've done I've collabed with Berlansky and Horwat in the past as well for our Metropolitan Division pods, which are on Patreon and you can, you know, sign up for that if you want. I think it's only a dollar. A month, so do that. Um, two really good guys, actually. Uh, you know, I make fun of mouth breathers a lot in Pittsburgh because I would say the majority of Pittsburgh fans are mouth breather shitbags, but in reality, uh, Nick and Nick ha- are as far away from mouth breather Pittsburgh shitbag fans as, as there is. I mean, they've made bad choices in their lives, like becoming Penguins fans, but at the same time, they actually know things about hockey and have uh, and can at least take a bit of a step back and be somewhat objective and, and realize things that especially the things like, oh, our fan base is probably one of the worst. <laughs> well, you know, the way they conduct themselves, I would really expect them to rock the red. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, right. just their intelligence. I, level. Right. Exactly. They're probably the two smartest Penguins fans there are. Yeah. Just period. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that's a very high bar to leap over, but it is a bar nonetheless. And again, they, they release an episode every Monday, just like we do. Uh, you know what? Know your enemy, know your enemy, tune in They're on Twitter at iceberg podcast. And that's I C E B U R G H podcast. Right. See, they're clever. They did tip of the iceberg, like living in the Berg and eating Permani Brothers sandwiches and going to Station Square. and <laughs> People don't sound like that in Pittsburgh. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, fair enough. But check them out. Rival podcast of the Caps Chirp podcast. Good guys in general. will keep you informed on how their team's going to eventually implode next season and not make the playoffs. I will be listening intently because I can't wait to hear just the sadness in their voices come playoff time when their team's outside looking in. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> it will be. Uh, you know, it's funny because they gave us a promo to talk and it was like uh, for a commercial, it was like one minute. We probably spent at least two minutes on, on that rant. Uh, so, you know, thank us later, Nick and Nick. Uh right. <laughs> 
I told him, I was like, I'm not playing this trash on my podcast. You're going, well, you're just going to have to tune in to see all the nice shining things we're going to say about you. You'll hear what we have to say and you'll like it. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the caps. Not a lot of, not a lot here, but, uh, but let's get into it. All right. On today's Washington wraparound, we've got some good stuff for you. Looks like we have signed number 22 pick Hendrick, Hendrix Lapierre to an entry-level deal. You know, so they're three years at about a million. Let's just call it a flat mill, right? It's like 900 and a quarter, right? Yeah. But... Dude, I don't know if I like this. I mean, I, do, I don't know. I, do, I wish – I'm trying to be optimistic here, but without having this kid – without having seen this kid play a single NHL game, they're going to assign him to a three-year bridge deal or entry-level deal already. Yeah, and I was also thinking like it's kind of crazy. Someone like Siegenthaler's proved himself and he's getting eight hundred grand, and this kid hasn't stepped on the ice and he's already getting a mill. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that this kid doesn't deserve it, but it's just, you know, it might be a little premature. I hope it's not. I really do. Especially with this kid's injuries, you know, and the Caps must be super impressed with him. They must have think that they've found something good here. Yeah. They had, have to have. Um, so... I'm glad for him, you know, get these three years, get get that money. Uh, let's hope that he can come step into the show. I, I mean, with this type of contract, it's a two, I mean, it's entry level, so it can go, it's a two way. Uh, he can come up when needed, but think about year two and three. Do you really want this kid making a million dollars in Hershey? No. Right. You'd rather see him up and see what he can actually do. Because you're gonna have to extend him if you if you like him. I'll tell you what, if I could make nine hundred K playing for Hershey, I'd do it. Yeah, I would yeah. It goes back to our previous conversation of playing yeah. a game for money. That's yes. like living the dream because it's way less pressure than the NHL. Yeah, but is it? Well, I, I mean, well, you obviously want to play in the NHL. But. Right. You know, it's funny because a lot of it's funny that you say that because a lot of um you know, our guests who have gotten to that level especially like Oli, he was like, it's almost more fun in the minor leagues because, you know, once you're at the NHL, there's just a lot of pressure to stay there. Mm-hmm. So uh, another Capitals prospect, Connor McMichael. What do we have? Oh, uh, so, both of them. Yeah, Connor McMichael and Hendricks Lapierre are included in the 46 players that are going to Canada's World Juniors camp. It's... um. 28 day it's at sport check i don't know if that's the arena or who's sponsoring it it's in red deer starting november 16th so it sounds like they're gonna have like a bubble and have an extended tryout for juniors for the uh, national team for the national team yeah and so two capitals um prospects will be there and that's kind of nice because if they both make you know even if they don't make the team they are going to get some high quality competition coming sure. into training camp 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that's great. It's good that they'll be able to play together too, or at mm-hmm. least com- com- compete and know each other if they don't uh, already get to know each other. So all good things, and you know they're both national team guys, right? Like they've already been there. But uh, this sounds to me kind of like the like a prospect camp, like the Olympic training camps that they do, mm-hmm. and the the Junior Olympic training camps that they do. Yeah. So cool. At least they'll be getting some ice time against some healthy competition, right? Right. And I'm sure they won't be hitting much, so that's good for Hendricks. Right. So, Hendricks, go out there and light it the fuck up, bud. You just got yourself $3 million. Go so, get a silver. Yeah. Go get a silver after the after the Americans kick your ass. Yep. Boom. Lundquist, on the ice, ready to go. What did you think of the video of him training? He looks good. He looks agile. So that's a footwork drill, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I saw it and I was like, mm, man, he looks old. You, I, that's, you don't think he looked agile? Uh, no, I think he looked good. I think he looked good, but it's like... Mm, uh, and maybe he was, during that drill, trying to accentuate certain aspects of his game. Yeah. but uh, Really emphasizing movement. Right. And I mean, his, his right push-offs look great, and his... Uh, he looked good. He just looked older <laughs> if that's, if that means anything that's to be expected right right so that being said i, I think he's gonna be great for the caps don't get me wrong i just uh you know i'm just being a little fucking bitch about it right now typical yeah absolutely so that's our that's our caps news caps fans hopefully you are doing okay staying safe you know uh the madness is going to be over or at least subdued a bit after this week, uh, on your feed regarding politics. So, you know, that'll be good. But, uh, other than that, you know, we're just sitting by trying to provide some good content, uh, until the season starts. So if you would obviously go to wherever you listen to us and rate us five stars only five stars only, and we would really appreciate it. It'd get us, I think that helps us in the chartable charts, which we at one point were like 39. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think we're like, we're pretty good. Yeah, we are pretty good, but I think we only stay there for like a day and then we just like drop to like 180. That shit changes a lot. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how they even calculate it, but, uh, you know, at one day, at one point, our peak position was like 39. It was pretty good. Yeah. Got anything else there, Polly? Uh, no, just, uh, everybody like, like Trollstead, stay safe, go vote, um, you know, love each other. Everyone love everyone. Everybody love everybody. Are you hungry, Polly? Yeah, I'm ready for tacos. (laughs) All right. Until next time, Caps fans, it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and 
thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.